When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to part two of the social team takeover of the 49ers Inside the Oval podcast presented by Dignity Health. We're here with director of social media, Johnny Volk, senior social media producer, Nigel McWilliams, and social media coordinator, Kiana Harado. I'm your host, Patty Kwan. And I'm Haley Jones. And if you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to part one. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and give out some social awards. Haley, take it away. In honor of your SBJ nomination, I thought we'd close out by doing a uh, 49er social media team awards as like a little spin. Uh, so first off, you guys need a fan shout out. You need a walkout. You need a player who's going to do something for you. Who's your go-to content guy? Kittle. Fred or George? George. Yeah, I think I tweeted this when he signed his big contract extension. It's like rarely is like the best player in the team also the best for social. You look at other teams and maybe someone's really good on social, but they're not like a star or like the star players won't give you the time of day. Like George is always down to help. So yeah, yeah. even when we were at uh, NFL Honors looking for guys, you know, getting guys to come by, he literally points and says, "Hey, there's a guys," and comes over and does an interview. Like I'm just like, you don't. Guy's amazing, great athlete. Like he, he's so well on camera, and I just have a lot of respect for him and love what he does on field, and love how he helps uh, us as well. So, on the flip side of that, who's most likely to avoid your cell phone or camera? I mean, I'm sure Mitch Wisniewski doesn't want a camera <laughs> in his face after a game, yeah. which would be kind of funny to just go up to the punter after like a 40 to 20 win or something, but. Um, I don't know. Most of the guys are pretty good. I mean, maybe some of the Shire guys don't want to be like doing a selfie video, but they'll be hyped coming off the field. Yeah. I don't know. That's a hard one for me. I was going to say Mitch just because he just kind of seems <laughs> like, hey, I'm here to play football, you know. And he's like, he that's like that's his demeanor. Now, he, you know, I know he has like a lighter side, but yeah, I was going to say Mitch, but. When I saw what he did that dude in Denver, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, he's just <laughs> hit, hit Nowski. <laughs> It's big, baby. I actually, um, Colton McKivitz, I was talking to him. He was like totally into the conversation. I was like, hold on, let me record this for social. Like I need it. And he was like, no. Who's most active with at 49ers? George. George. (laughs) George. And like on multiple platforms. Yeah. Like 
Twitter, he's known for like saying happy birthday. And we're typically tagged in those as well. So I'll see those notifications. And then Instagram, not only will you see his comments publicly, he will like DM us about some content or like respond to our stories and things like that, where he's literally just interacting with like at 49ers, like us, the people in this room, which is pretty funny. I think it was the draft last year. He tweeted, I don't know. I just work here. And we use that as like, yes. well, you know, what admins are thinking during the draft. We don't know. We just work here. Who has the best overall social media presence? I'm going to shout out my boy Tabor, who also could have been a good answer for my go-to content guy. Yeah. I don't think, I think the long snapper position is probably underrated in terms of like fan familiarity. But I think the fact that we have a pretty active uh, long snapper on social says a lot like his like I'm staying in the bay video has like half a million views which I think is quite impressive I couldn't name another long snapper in the league so shout out Tabor I think he has a good social presence because he actually is posting things that he cares about aka Pokemon cards so um I think when it's authentic you know it's not all ads and branding things like that um, and you're actually interacting with fans in the comments or on Twitter and things like that. I think that makes for a very good social presence. He's also, you know, he shows his family and, and his dogs and things like that. So shout out my guy, Tabor. Yeah. Shout out Tabor. Yeah. Really, really cool, energetic guy. Very, very good on camera too, as well. He's so, he helps us create a lot of cool content. Like I remember, uh, in, I think it was the beginning of this year we did the, uh, spill the tea. Spill the tea and also training camp. We did something for training camp. It was the Madden uh, score. Madden, yeah. <laughs> that was I don't know. That Get my was, man's ratings up. Yeah, that was that was pretty Call cool. The EA hotline. Um, some respect on his Madden rating. You know? Yeah, twenty seven. And he had fun with it too. Like he yeah. he had like he had fun with it, and then it became some awesome content. So, um, I, I admire that George is so active and like is constantly posting. I also admire. Nick Bosa's just a sense of unbotheredness and does not care about social. And sometimes he's like, I need to be more like Nick Bosa and not be on my phone all the time. And he just doesn't, you know, care for it. So it's kind of nice. But yeah, life goes on. Yeah. It's, it's what we do, but it shouldn't be like who we are necessarily. That actually leads me perfectly to my next question. Out of the four of you, outside of work hours, who's on social media the most? <laughs> I would... I don't think I am. Should we check our screen time? Oh. I feel like the TikTok girly would be. It depends on what I'm doing, though. Because, like, sometimes I do just take a break. Ooh. Not mm. according to my phone, though. Scroll Ooh. back to yesterday. <laughs> Cut that out. Um, daily average, five hours and 16 minutes. I don't really look at my screen time. I got what four do I, what do I hours and at? 26 minutes. How do we get there? For yesterday? Yeah. Okay. I'm at six hours, 24 minutes. Can someone uh, walk Patty through how to get to her screen time? Settings. Settings. Okay. Screen time. Okay. If we look at the work phone, though, 48 minutes. Oh, see all activity? You only worked for 48 minutes yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Oh, no. This is just, like, average for the week. Sorry, Johnny. What did yours say? Um. So, yesterday was, like, six hours. Wednesday was four. Um... And then pretty heavy on Twitter. And I use Reddit a lot. I know that we don't like have a 
team Reddit account, but it's like super helpful for vacation planning, for life tips. So shout out Reddit. Okay. It says I used Instagram for seven hours and 42 minutes in the week. Is that a lot? My week time for TikTok is seven hours and 40 minutes. So I beat you by two minutes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yesterday, mine's was five hours and 50 minutes. Which social media network was the most? Most? Facebook. I told you. I'm OG Facebook user. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mark. You're just doing the Facebook poke? <laughs> <laughs> Playing Jenga poker? Yeah. Nah, man. I I mean, like I said, like I'm more familiar with Facebook. Like as, that was my first kind of becoming myself, like letting people see me who, you know, for who I was and not being afraid, kind of. That's why I went with the, I don't know, a big, huge Power Rangers fan, man. And I think we can show that I clearly do not work in social media. Last week, I spent two hours and 25 minutes on Instagram, and that was my most. <laughs> that seems healthy. Oh, yeah. that's why you well didn't done. answer. That's why you didn't answer my DM on, on IG. Probably. Yeah, got you. I wonder what Nick Bosa's screen time is. It's like zero, zero, like on <laughs> Instagram. He would be a good one to an- for the most likely to avoid the camera. Like yeah. he doesn't yeah. actively avoid it, but he also doesn't like actively engage it. So I think he's actually a good most likely to avoid the camera guy. True. I don't think we've ever gotten like a selfie shout out from Nick. I think I got one at the draft the night he was drafted. But Yeah, you're going to like. No, that was with Kiana. Never mind. But, but you're going to like me. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Johnny used to work at Men's Warehouse. (laughs) Shout out Men's Warehouse. Okay, what's your favorite away stadium? Ooh, Vegas. Vegas, for sure. That that stadium was really nice. Uh, I mean, from how big it was, and the food was really good, too. Like, dude, they had steak. They had steak. I don't think y'all realize, like, how important that was to me. It was steak. Like, I was fueled up. And they had potatoes, and then they had, like, some good, like, lemonade or something they had back there. Um, But the stadium was so nice. Like, the video boards, um, their graphics package were really nice. Like, it just, everything tied in so well. So, yeah. I love Seattle. It's, like, downtown. You can uh, walk to it. It's open air. Like, the environment, obviously, huge rival. So, you know, they're avid fans. But it's, like, Seattle, you know, vibe going on. Um, I don't like going through it, but being on the field for it, SoFi was really good because we have a lot of traveling fans and it felt like a home game and like just the look of it, it's like very well lit inside and it was, that was cool. Yeah. From an aesthetic perspective, SoFi, like the video board is massive and so high quality. The lighting in there like is just so this emoji if you can input this uh, in the video yeah uh chef's kiss um i think from a like really cool just like not once kind of once in a lifetime just bucket list type stadium would be lambo um i think the situation for it too was just like you know playoff game at lambo in the snow odds are against us like six seed beating a one that stadium also because it's so close to what was that burger place i went crawls crawls i got a speaking of burgers <laughs> before the game uh walked over to crawls to get an infamous butter burger 
Um, and now I'm obsessed. Like, okay. I don't constantly eat butter burgers here. I don't think they're available. I don't want to make my own. But that experience of just like walking across the street, grabbing a butter burger, going back to Lambo, and then experiencing the the snow globe that we kind of did, like that was like definitely like a bucket list item for me. Honorable mention: U.S. Bank in Minnesota, also good lighting, great lighting, and downtown. I'm I like the downtown stadiums because they're a few and far between, but it's just nice when you have stuff to do as a fan before and after. And so. open air, right? Press box. Minnesota is open air press box, yeah. yeah. Going back to Lambo, we talked about that earlier in the podcast where it was it was it was fairly chilly. What's the worst weather game you guys have had? Kiana's never had a rain game, so that needs to change. Kiana's Does like, it oh. though? That one game was like 57, was a little uncomfortable. My hands were so cold. I know we talk about snow and rain a lot. I will flip this on its head. I'm going to go ahead and say Tampa Bay week one 2019 season was it so hot and humid. And then I know you went to Cincy after, which was like insanely hot, but you know, and in, in not talking about like the wet games or the snow games, like being uncomfortably hot, I think is also just as bad. Yeah. When you're sweating, just standing there trying to live. Like, <laughs> when you're fighting for your life. Yeah, I'm just breathing and arresting heart rate. I'm dripping sweat. That's true. We don't take, uh, you know, we, the Bay area, we definitely pay for it, but not having to do with humidity and all that. Um, Houston also pretty rough. I remember we had joint training camp there a few years ago and all the guys are in the ice bath getting IVs. And I was just like, and I'm like, maybe I need one. I'm just doing social media. Uh, I don't know. I've, I hadn't had a, a very warm game yet. Uh, but I think the, whatever rain game I was soaked and I got sick. <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah, the side, like I said, yeah, y'all, y'all are right. Like South is very hot and humid and I'm sorry about that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I like to preface this that I'm from South Florida, so I feel like that doesn't bother me, but night games here <laughs> gets really cold and I'm down there with like hand warmers. People probably think I'm ridiculous, but it gets pretty chilly here. Like I think it was a December game. <laughs> so that was bad for me. You got a double layer. Come to Levi's, man. Get your Sometimes. Lululemon joggers on, yeah. you know? <laughs> Lululemon. Good luck. If there was an is there an alumni you wish were on the team now from a social media perspective? Who do you wish you could you could get on the at 49ers? Uh Spice. Uh uh Spice Adams. Adams. Spice yeah. Adams, yeah. Spice Adams, yeah. That's dude, a good one. Dude is hilarious. I actually got to meet him at the Golden Heart uh fun thing I covered uh with T. And like he was just so chill. He was just so, like, happy to be there. He had his family. But, I mean, dude's content has been rocking and rolling for, like, three or four years now. And, I mean, he's he's good at what he does. But it'd be fun to work with him on some content. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's here all the time, so he makes his way into content. Anyways. Jerry Rice has the time of his life at games and it's really funny to like or not funny but like fun to watch him just in really enjoying the game getting into it he's does pre-game post-game like man's there 
still running 100 yard dash. I think had he been able to play during social media, I know he's on Twitter now, but T.O., like what would he have captioned his photo of him standing on the star once he gets to the locker room and the social team socialize him the photo? You know, it just would have been like chaos. So that'd be kind of entertaining. Um, so that's my pick. I'll say a recent alumni, Joe Staley, I think, you know, for an offensive lineman to be as like outgoing as he is, is, is very hard to come by and, and everyone loves Joe and the Joe show. And I think uh, he would be a great alumni to, I mean, he was here for social content. So, but if we could continue with, with him, that'd be cool. Okay. Last one. Besides your phone or camera, if you could only have one other thing with you on the sideline for an entire game, what would it be? A little uh, contraption to hardwire into the internet. Necessity. Okay, that or your like portable charger. One's, one got to go. I have two phones, so I get away <laughs> with this, luckily. I can just swap phones, so I'm still taking the, the hardwire. Yeah, from a work standpoint, charger, like external battery. From a personal standpoint, snacks. Uh, if you're cold or it's raining, you just want to have some good snacks in the vest. So you double vest, you know, put put a king size, family size, but you are, you know, you're seven, you got good snacks. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, like water. Just give me some water. I just want to stay hydrated because a lot of people don't know, a lot of camera guys cramp up. Because they're profusely sweating all the time. So you got to hydrate. I know, especially if you're running around the field, like um, shout out to all the video videographers that are running around grabbing content. I know how it is, but a bottle of water, it does not matter the temperature as long as it, as long as it hydrates me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go portable charger. I don't know why. I just like take it personally when my phone dies. And so, like, I, I get really, I just get upset. Like, I don't know if it, I get upset at the phone or myself. I just, like, I don't, like, how did I let it get this far, you know? And so, portable charger, for sure. Bro, you got to repeat that again. You got you to gotta repeat that again. Repeat what? You take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> we got to clip that. <laughs> and I took that personally. Patty's fighting her phone on the sideline when it dies. Oh I get really like like my phone was at like three percent last night, and I was like, "How did I? How did it? How did we get here? How, how many phone chargers do you have? Like, do you own? Uh, I own a lot, but not all of them work. Like, there's my trusted ones that I know will work. So, like, I have a bunch, but like checks out. <laughs> so, like, I I have my one. It's an anchor. It's on Amazon. Um, that I go to, but. Uh, for Green Bay, so I didn't know this. Like when your phone is cold, it dies quicker. I think actually Huff told me that. Like bef- the week of, he was like, "You know, your phone dies quicker in the cold." And I said, "I did not know that. Thank you." So I actually brought like two portable chargers. I have this one that's like orange and it's huge. It's like a brick. And I remember I've had this for a while. I don't even know if it still works. I took it with me to Coachella in 2016, and that thing kept my phone charged. All three days of Coachella. So shout out. I don't know what brand it is. I can look it up. Okay. Um, but now I use an anchor. It usually works for like one day. So like it's not super heavy duty, but it is good enough for like a game day. 
Does the orange thing have like a blue light? Yes, on it, it yes. does. I have that one. Yeah, that, that thing survived everything. I've everything. had that one since. So when I lived in Florida, I would go to Orlando in the theme parks a lot. Yeah. And that thing was a trooper. Yes. Mine's all dented and stuff. I got to see if it still works. I definitely have it. It is a brick. I'm going to, I'll boot it up tonight and see if it, if it works. But yes, that's the one. It's seen some things. It's got dents on it. <laughs> Having, I know I said that was the last question, but thinking of chargers that don't work, what were all of you guys' first phones? Ooh, um, this might date me. My first phone was with Singular, now known as AT&T, the little orange guy. Uh, it was a flip phone. And I remember I bought a case for it at the mall it was like a michael jordan it had like the air jordan on it and like 23 because i was i was hollow to the baller at the time so naturally i had to get the michael jordan phone case it was a flip phone i think i i didn't have unlimited texts at the time i think my parents gave me like 25 never really used t9 but that was my first phone i remember i bought a little like keychain at claire's these little like dangly like brown like sparkly balls because they look like basketballs naturally <laughs> and I would hold this phone in a little Roxy like case not even case but like a little purse that was meant for like flip phones it like it just reeked of the uh 2000s uh like the photo quality was so bad but that's when you were taking like the the, the selfies that are you know not mirror selfies. I don't know. It was crazy. That was my first phone. Yeah. I had, a, I think, a Nokia, and it was one of the ones that then one of them pop slide out keyboards. So, like, for the people at home, I got one of these phones with, like, the, you could put your credit cards in the back. That's probably why I like it because it feels like my Nokia. <laughs> um, Makes me just now nostalgic. Yeah, 2007 called. <laughs> uh, I had a Blackberry. Um, your first phone? Yeah. Yeah, it was a black. Well, like I said, my dad worked at a um, IP uh, international paper, and so like he would give me like his old phones, and I had like the I had like the OG BlackBerry, the one with like the scroll button on, on the, the side. side, and so I would like play like games, like, and it'd be so frustrating because you know you're trying to figure out how to. Then once you get the use of it, uh, used used to it, and you know it makes a lot of sense. But yeah. Uh, I had a from BlackBerry Motorola Razor. Don't forget about the Motorola Razor customizable cases. Yeah, um, but other than that, yeah, those two. I had the Nokia, um, the one that you could play Snake on. Yeah, that was mine. But it, like the um, there was the older version. I got I had the newer one that like the it lit up white <laughs> for like the keyboard. But honorable mention to the Sidekick because I miss. Uh, being able to flip the keyboard, the screen keyboard around. I was always jealous of the kids who had the sidekick, but that was only on T-Mobile. And like we were on Singular slash AT&T. So I didn't get that. I didn't have the luxury of, of getting a sidekick. It was such a flex. These kids would be like, well, let me just text. Right. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I got a slide open keyboard. <laughs> and the kids with the flip open phone would be like, I got this thing. Like the LeBron <laughs> meme where he's taking the photo. Flips open. Fun fact about the Nokia brick, my phone got stolen in high school, like my BlackBerry. And so my dad, to get me a new phone, joked. He was like, I'm going to get you like an old school Nokia. And I thought he was joking. He actually bought one like on eBay, 
probably. I don't even know if Amazon was a thing. He bought one on eBay, and that was my phone until I was due for, like, an upgrade or something like that. So, like, I had this archaic phone when everyone else had Blackberries and, like, maybe the iPhone 3. Is that the first generation? Um, and so, but it was cool because people were like, oh, we can play Snake on this thing. That was the best game. Yeah. I wish I could find a good version. OG Snake. Do you yeah. think you still have your phones laying around anywhere at home? Oh, no way. Not. I have a couple. I doubt it. We should I'm, we should work the throwback game with them. <laughs> I think I might have like SIM cards saved from like the BlackBerry, but yeah. Have you ever looked back on your BlackBerry pictures though? Those things are so grainy. Nobody wants to see that. Oh yeah, I've got a few on here. I, I transfer a little data. It's a picture of me and my dog. I like it. I think one of you should have to use some random phone for the throwback. Can you game. imagine going to play with a flip phone? <laughs> Can you do a selfie in this Nokia? I don't even Wait, know if those captures video. Do you remember the Motorola Razors had the camera on the front, though, too, so that oh, you could yeah. use the little yeah, mini? Yeah, and you could so close you could just it. just go like yeah. that yeah, and look at your at the camera in the Did front. Did that even take video? Like, I feel like it was all just photo. It could have just been photo, but regardless, they yeah. listen. So I just realized we came up with a cool content piece, right? So handing a guy an old-ass phone and then telling him, hey, like, have him do something with it. Like, yeah, like, this phone was made the year you were born, yeah. 2000. Like, take a, <laughs> take, a, take a selfie screenshot with it and then post it. That actually would be funny if we got things that came out when these guys were born. Yeah. And see if they, like, know how to use it. Let's them. go, team. Cut the entire end segment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Do you have anything else for us? All right. Team, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and speaking with us. This was, like, really fun. This was so fun. I I really like this format. This is a very enjoyable episode. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Thank guys. you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.